just days before he went to the cross. Jesus foretold to his apostles how the temple there in Jerusalem would be leveled so that not one stone would stand on another. It was a shocking thing for him to say. So when they had some private time with him in the Mount of Olives, they asked him, as recorded for us in Luke chapter 21 and Mark chapter 13, and in our passage, Matthew chapter 24, to explain that more thoroughly. Specifically, Matthew records that they asked three questions of Jesus. When will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So they wanted to know when. And these things, referring back to Jesus saying that temple, being leveled so that not one stone stood on another, but also weaving in there what signs would precede his coming and the end of the age. So Jesus answers those questions, and it's important for us to keep that context in mind, because if we just drop into Matthew chapter 24 and start lifting verses out of that and making it about ourselves, then we might miss what God is saying there and instead come up with our own understandings of things. We might take what Jesus says there and apply it to things that are happening in our politics or our corporations or things happening between nations now and reach completely different conclusions, produce complete opposite feelings of anxiety and fear and confusion from what Jesus actually intended when he had this conversation with his apostles in the first place, when the Holy Spirit inspired Matthew, Mark, and Luke to record this conversation for all of us to continue to learn from. Because if we actually stop and listen to it in context, we recognize that much of what Jesus predicted is leading up to these things are things that we see happening even within the pages of Scripture, in the book of Acts. We recognize so many of the things around the temple being leveled, about how terrible the tribulation of those days would be, and how the temple itself would be destroyed in outside historians from the first century, like the Jewish historian Josephus. And when we recognize that there are some things about Jesus' coming again on the clouds that are still unclear to us, there's some things about it that just aren't ours to know, Jesus culminates his teaching to his apostles here with the true takeaway that you and I are meant to glean from what he says here. And it's not to paint an exact picture of exactly how these things are going to go down, but instead to be a warning and an encouragement for how we should live our lives each day so that when these things happen, whenever that might be, we as followers of Jesus are ready. Just listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 24, beginning with verse 36, where he tells his apostles, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field. 
one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed, and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Sometimes we might be tempted to take the description here and try to paint a picture of what it will be like when Jesus comes, but he's already addressed that in what came earlier in Matthew 24. Here he's speaking about something else. He's speaking to that question where his apostles wanted to know when. And Jesus' bottom line in this is not for us to fixate on two men working together and one vanishing, two women working together and one vanishing. His point here is instead for us to recognize that it'll happen so suddenly that if we don't want to get caught unawares, that if we don't want to face Jesus at his coming as enemies and rebels, we must live every day ready, as though this could be the day that he'd come, because it could be. Sometimes that's not always how we discuss the end times, the second coming of Jesus. Some people will build whole theologies around words that aren't even mentioned in the Bible, like rapture, and we'll use this passage to try to describe those things. And we might have a lot of anxiety about it. We might have a lot of fear about it. There might be a lot of confusion about it. But what was Jesus's bottom line in talking about it? Well, he makes it really clear because he repeats it again and again. Be ready. Be doing what your master expects you to do when he comes. Don't get caught unawares. Know that he's coming at a time when he's not expected. So instead of becoming anxious, instead of giving too much attention to pouring over YouTube videos and trying to interpret the signs of what pharmaceutical companies or political figures or foreign nations are doing to try to say, oh, I think it's getting close. I think Jesus is coming. We need to recognize because Jesus said it. It's getting close. Jesus is coming. I don't need to watch a single YouTube video. I don't need to read a single news article to read those signs. Jesus is coming on a day and an hour that we don't expect. So if you and I want to be ready 
for the coming of the Son of Man? If we want to meet him in the clouds, to greet him as the king that we are celebrating, as the one who's come to rescue us, instead of to have been caught having let our guard down, having not been ready for him, not giving the attention to the things that he says truly matters, then we need to live every day with that recognition that the most important thing we could do today is to do what King Jesus wants done, to live ready to see King Jesus at any moment. As Jesus' apostles take the baton to build on this teaching of Jesus throughout the rest of the New Testament, that will be a key point again and again and again for us. We don't know when Jesus is coming. It'll be like a thief, and the thief doesn't call to schedule ahead. So our challenge as followers of Jesus is to live every single day as though it could be right now. That is the most important thing for you to take away from your study of these issues. For any of these passages we read, for any interpretations we try to reach, the application that Jesus himself has given us is to be ready. There will be some things that we don't know. Jesus said so. So instead of getting too bent out of shape worried about those things, we need to focus on what we do know that Jesus is coming, that we won't know when it is, and that our job is to live every moment in such a way that when he comes, we are ready to see him.